We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to wake up with a nice cup of morning roast. Featuring the Fillmore's finest, Monte Hill. <laughs> The pride of the Excelsior, Joe Butcher, boy, Shasky. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, the morning roast. Oh, baby, what is happening? Bay Area, good morning to everybody out there getting off their graveyard shift. If you're at work, what is happening? Good morning to the overnight dancers. Hopefully the holidays, holiday season treat you well. I know you got to get gifts and everything like that, so hopefully you're making some good money. All the students, all the cops, all the firefighters, all the carpenters, all the truck drivers, all of the servicemen, thank you for your service. You know, UPS drivers, FedEx drivers, DHL, all the taxi drivers, Uber drivers, man. Be safe out there. Good morning to everybody who's celebrating their holidays. If you're traveling for the holidays, safe travels to you. As we get ready to talk about the Golden State Warriors here in hour number three of the roast. It's me, it's Lutman, it's you, Roasters, 888-957. I'm 9570. We talked a lot of Niners in the first two hours. I think we all agree it's a big-time game. We don't want to see the 49ers lose. We want to handle our business on Monday. But I do want to shift focus to the Warriors for a second. Steve Kerr joined Willard and Dibs yesterday. And maybe it's lost its luster because Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely. Yeah, the day has finally arrived, though, folks. The Washington Wizards will be in town tomorrow. And that means Jordan Poole will be in town tomorrow. And I know we last week we had the most polarizing figures in Bay Area sports history on the King of the Hill. Mike List, the most polarizing figures. And Jordan Poole was pretty polarizing last season. And we know how last year went. And the vibes were great going to Tokyo, Japan. Oh, they were awesome. They were immaculate. They just come off a championship. They're dancing around in Tokyo, Japan. They're having three-point shootouts. They're having a lot of fun. And then the vibes were gone. The good vibes, that is, during one training camp practice on a Wednesday afternoon. And it just never felt the same. But by the end of the year, this fan base was split. They were divided. They were ticked off at Jordan Poole. Some of them, some of us sympathized with him for what he went through last season. And by the end of the season, he just did not play. He was a shell of himself. He was unplayable in the Sacramento series. He was unplayable in the Lakers series. But we cannot forget that without him, I don't think the Warriors win that fourth championship. I just don't think so. He averaged over 17. He had a great first-round series. He had a great game one against the Memphis Grizzlies. He had his moments against Dallas. He had his moments in the NBA Finals. Remember, it was his first ever postseason. So, when tomorrow happens and the ball gets tipped off, how will you feel about Jordan Poole? How will you react to Jordan Poole? Are you giving him a standing ovation? Are you giving him a clap? Or are you going to boo him? Or are you going to say, hey, thank the heavens he's gone? How This is very strange. Like, First of all, Draymond not being involved is pretty ironic. It's just he's suspended. So you don't get that, get that added drama to it. But Jordan Poole is coming back into the building, to the team that he was drafted to, where he went through his lumps, winning 15 games, being sent back and forth to the G League. And again, he had to go down to Orlando bubble and re, you know, kind of fix his game. And he did that. And then he came out like lightning that third season. And boy, was he dynamic. How are we feeling about Jordan Poole heading into Chase Center tomorrow night? Now, Steve Kerr. Um, love me. Do you have the cut of Steve Kerr? If you could pull it up. Yesterday on Willard or Divs. Because, of course, they asked him about Jordan Poole and how he feels about Jordan Poole. And I believe in it. I know the Go to State Warriors organization is first class. 
Kevin Durant got his standing ovation finally. But Steve Kerr was asked that same question by Willard or Dibbs. How does he feel about Jordan Poole? Here's what Steve Kerr said about Poole. Well, number one, I'm excited for him because I know our fans are going to give him an enormous ovation, and he deserves that. You know, he's a champion. Uh, we don't win that championship in 22 without Jordan. Played a huge role there. He's an unbelievable success story. You know, 28th pick in the draft. Played that first year that I referenced when we had the worst record in the league, and we really threw him into the deep end. He wasn't ready and, and uh, took his lumps and then just went to work and put in so much great work and turned himself in to the player that, that he's become and, and uh, our fans they recognize all of that and so do all of our players and coaches so uh, we're going to welcome Jordan back with open arms uh, on uh, Friday and we're, we're excited to see him. How's Poole going to feel? How's Poole going to feel in pregame? That, this is a game tomorrow. Well, I may get there about 2.30 3 o'clock to the arena. I may have to skip the afternoon nap. We'll see about mm-hmm. that. Probably lying about that but uh, I, I am eager to see Jordan Poole warm up and I can't wait to say hello to Jordan Poole. So I love Jordan Poole. Remember his first ever interview in the Bay Area. Daryl DeGuru Johnson and I conducted that interview at his rookie introductory press conference. And he was a breath of fresh air. He immediately endured himself to the Bay Area. So I'm eager to see how he shakes the hands of Steph and Curry. Now, he's going to be cool with Steph and Clay. They all chopped it up. They worked together. They worked out together this past summer with Brandon Payne, Steph Curry's personal trainer, CEO of Accelerate Sports, of course. Um... But how will Steve Kerr, how would that interaction be? How will Jordan Poole be received by this fan base? How will he look around Chase Center? How will he thank the crowd? What is his mindset heading into this game? Here's Anthony Slater yesterday when he joined us on the Roast Loveman. We asked him, what is Poole's mindset right now? He's still a little bit hesitant to discuss much. I mean, he still talks about, like, he's still really good friends with Looney, right? The Milwaukee connection. Mm-hmm. Wiggins, he has the same agent as he's always been close with. He's very appreciative of his time watching Steph and, and Clay, you know, just like learning from them, right? As a guy who views himself as a quick trigger shooter, that, mm-hmm. you know, score. Doesn't really mention Draymond, won't really answer questions yeah. about Draymond. Which, How, could you you know, like, How could you blame him? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we kind of joked afterwards, you know, because I did ask a couple of you would call the more uncomfortable questions like, you know, hey, Marshawn Lynch style on that one. You know, he kind of likes – but and that's how he's always been, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, I think in a lot of ways I respect how he's handled it. Like, he's never talked about that situation yeah. and, like, almost refuses to. And you know what? Like, that part of that's like he just doesn't want the headlines. He doesn't want the conversation around it. You know, I, I – Jordan Poole had a rough postseason – but I'm with Anthony where he handled that situa- situation last season as well as he could have. I don't know how you like I don't know how you handle a situation like that. When you get embarrassed like that worldwide, Loveman, and I'll let you get in here in just a second, you handle that situation the way he did. I thought he showed the most maturity in that organization at times. Cause I don't look, I love the Warriors. I don't think they handled that situation as well as they could have. No, they definitely didn't. And I think you you hit the nail around the head there. He did handle this very maturely, far more maturely than, say, Draymond Green did. And that's why, like, I think back to last year, the the amount of grief he got from Warrior fans so much, even, like, so many times, like, you're watching games, I would get texts from people, there goes Jordan Poole being the problem again. And it felt like we were just so unnecessarily coming down on him. And honestly, even this fan base, I thought, was a little immature in how, how it was handled. Like, this man was punched in the face by his own teammate, and his organization did basically nothing to support him. And we're we're shocked that he was upset by that. And then even more so, it's like, yeah, he didn't voice his complaints. He he could have easily he had all the right to right. take to the airwaves and just be like, I can't believe these people. They should trade me. I don't like being here. He took the highest of high roads. And yeah, you, I do commend him for doing that because that could not have been easy to be disrespected like he was by Draymond Green and to have to deal with all the outside chatter all year long. You know, he could say that he he stays out of it. He doesn't listen to it, blah, blah, blah. He definitely knows about it, though. Right. And for him to kind of, you know, keep his head together as much as he did last year, like, it's so easy to criticize Jordan Poole, but... It, to, to quote Priest, you don't know Jordan Poole. Like, <laughs> the, the, what he went through last year, most people who are criticizing right. him would not be able to handle a shred right. of the grief he got last no. year because it's tough to have that kind of, you know, negativity swirling no around you like that. Some of the dialogue around Jordan Poole was just absolutely nasty. Now, some people believe in that he deserved to get punched. You don't even know what the hell happened in training camp. 
You have no clue what happened. Nobody deserves to get punched like that. That was like I'm part sorry. of the. I'm sorry, I mean, to touch off. That Go was part of the most disgusting take. There's like the fact that he had it coming. Right. And no, always, that's not right. And I always remember that night when it happened, Bonds. I remember you and I, we just got done with our show call. Um, I forgot where we were going to talk about the next day. It was the middle of Niners training camp. So we were probably, talk, we were probably excited to talk about a bunch of 49ers stuff. And then the news broke. I think it was the Slater tweet, you know, Draymond mm-hmm. Green struck Jordan Poole. It's like, oh, well, that's not good. You call me back a few minutes later. And you immediately start telling me, like, ooh, this is, this is really, really bad. This is yep. way worse than it sounds. And then I remember then the Clutch Sports article came out a little while after that where it's like Jordan Poole's been acting cocky. Right. And you and I got on the phone again, and you kind of gave me a little bit of a lesson in terms of just how certain you know players in the media are kind of in cahoots there. Mm. And you basically you kind of told me to – and I've always followed your lead on this because I know you're one of the most tapped-in people when it comes to the Warriors. And you told me – I remember right off the bat, like, don't buy into that. Don't buy into that article. That's just Draymond's people trying to set the narrative. And that's kind of why I really kind of commend Jordan Poole for where everyone else is kind of creating the narrative. Yep. And – He's just like, you know what? I have my truth. I know what happened. Right. I know that I was in the right. He was in the wrong. I'm just going to keep my head down. Yep. And it would have been so easy. Remember his his, his father kind of yeah. tried to chime in at some yeah, point? Yeah, his father, father listens to the show. And there were people who wanted to like, Jordan, just right. come out and say something. But here's the thing. The reason why you don't say something there is because it never stops there. It never stops. You could, like, it if Jordan Poole comes out and says, I did not deserve yep. to get punched, it, like, it's, it just... You answer one question, but right. then you—it's like—it's like the Hydra. You know, you know Spinoni brought that up the other day. Right. You chop right. off one head, two more return. I remember You answer that. one question, yep. two more take its place, and it's just not worth it if you're Jordan Poole. Yeah. It's not worth the headache. No, you it's do not. You, you, you know, my guy. Hey, you know, it was—it was funny because you bring up that Wednesday, and I remember that because I was—I called you re- immediately. And I was like, "Look, this is not good." And I remember the crossover the next day with Willard and Dibs, and shout out to Willard and Dibs. And I remember that crossover, and you know. Willard had heard whatever he heard, and and I remember we we went back and forth with it. And and, and look, I'm not I'm not here to come down Willard's road, but I remember I said, man, this situation is not good. This situation is not good. And then the video came out the next Friday during a football Friday during the 6:42 break. I'll never forget it. And then during the break, I just see the line start to light up, and I go, folks, we won't be talking football anymore. I mean, we had Tim Roy on that and, day, and, had- and you got to remember, Jordan Poole didn't paid before the punch he got paid after the punch all right let's get the facts right don't was, be confused with the facts he got paid 10 days after the punch wasn't the contract more or less kind of set they just had to finalize something. right exactly like but it was they, it was already coming down the pike it was like, coming down the pike it was tough you know but he wasn't paid yet he wasn't paid yet let's get the facts right and so I just wonder how Warrior fans are going to remember Jordan Poole, 888-957-9570. How will you feel when you watch him tomorrow? Because I know a lot of people are trying to take some pride in the Wizards struggling. They have only won one game in the month of December, and they're struggling, and Jordan Poole's been a laughing stock, although he's playing better. He had a good game in Sacramento the other night. But how are Warrior fans going to remember Jordan Poole? How will you be watching that game tomorrow? Because it, the day is here now. We've had this date circled all season long. The day Jordan Poole comes back to town. I think it was in your King of the Hill of uh, top seven most oh, game, home games you got to get to. Now, it's lost a little luster, obviously, because Draymond Green's not here. But think about NBA 2K. They come out with their preview of the video game. And the preview is Draymond Green guarding Jordan Poole at Chase Center. A lot of people are looking forward to this game. Let's go to Nate in the city. Nate, what's happening, man? You're on the roast. Hey, man, it's your guy, Nate Ford, here. How you doing? What's up, Big Nate? Um, hey, hey, man, I'm sitting here giving out toys to the kids this morning. Hey, where, where, are you giving out, where are you giving out toys at? Uh, so, we're, uh, uh, so we're at the Tenderloin at the Hamilton Family Shelter. So we're doing that, but I want to. Beautiful, uh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. First, before I start, I want to give you your props, Monte, man, because you are a definitely a role model for the kids. I remember the dog days you had at City College, man, and, you know, you had a great time, a great run there, and you've just been elevating elevating. So I want to give you your flowers. I want to give you your props. You're doing a great uh, job. I appreciate that, Nate. That means a lot for me, man. I'm just trying to be like you, man. You've been doing it for a long, long time, man, since I was a kid. So going back to Ernest Ingle Boys Club, Boys and Girls Club out there, uh, <laughs> by go to Gay Park, man. So you're the real role model, man. I'm just jaw-jacking about sports, man, but you're out there giving out toys and helping young men and young women uh, kind of realize their dreams when it comes to basketball and just in the, a fixture in the community. So you deserve the flowers, Nate. Right, right, right. And my second point is, man, maybe this is uh, 
this is all coming full circle here. Draymond's not here tonight. Uh, I mean, excuse me, tomorrow night, and I think it, it, it makes it all the better uh, for Jordan Poole and for some of his teammates who may feel toward an alliance to Draymond to kind of, you know, greet Jordan with, you know, open arms. And Interesting. I, I think it's um, – it falls right. It just falls right, and it feels good. I think Jordan Poole deserves some props, man. He helped us win the championship. There shouldn't be uh, any ill feelings, and I think it makes him more comfortable for his teammates since Draymond won't be there. Mm. That's my take. What, what would he, Nate? Before you get off, get off the line. What would have happened if Draymond was here tomorrow night? You think it would? It would be a little it, it would be a little dicey because the players still have to play with Draymond for the rest of the season, mm. and you know we all know how Draymond Green is, and we know how you know how tight that 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 locker room is. You want to stay with the guys who are with you, so yeah. the legions. I think even Steph, I think it all. I think it makes it much better. Better. It's a better situation uh, for tomorrow night to greet him. I hope they have a video tribute to him because he did help us win the championship. All right, very interesting take. And, and Nate, good stuff, man. Deliver the toys out there in the TL, man. Go check out Nate out there. Thanks for the call. Nate, let's go to Tamir in Oakland. Interesting take. It's maybe a blessing in disguise that Draymond Green isn't there. Tamir, happy holidays, brother. I hope you're well. Hey, happy holidays to you. Uh, for me, with Jordan Plum, with Nate, I'm standing up. I'm giving him a standing ovation. Uh, I'm wearing my Warriors World pool party shirt. And I may even put the jersey on too, because without him, he wouldn't. I don't think we would have won in 2022. And like you guys were stating before, like I, I got boys. I coached basketball. The way that he handled his business after being punched was like a grown man. You can't teach that. So I respect all everything that Jordan Poole did for the worst. Interesting take, uh, Tamir. Thanks for the call. And he's wearing his pool party shirt. He brought up the pool party. Remember that championship season. Hell, I remember on pre the pregame show, Mully, Fezzi, D. Wright, Monty Poole, even Grant Liffman. We were wearing floaties as sunscreen, suntan lotion, the sunscreen lotion, because we were just having a pool party. We were having so much fun with them. And we I remember with Shasky, we were discussing who makes the crowd pop. Well, Steph Curry makes the crowd pop the most, right? Crowd goes crazy over Curry. But it was a back and forth between Clay and Jordan Poole. Well, Jordan Poole was doing that season. He, I'm him. He had a vibe with this right. fan base. He was a showman. And everybody had Jordan Poole. So, matter of fact, a barista at Starbucks, a local Starbucks I go to, I forget her name. She works with Iris. Shout out to the uh, Starbucks over there at Bay Hill Community Center. But she asked me. I, I stopped in there last Saturday. She goes, can you tell Jordan Poole to come by to Starbucks? I love Poole. People don't realize, I think, how much clout. Jordan Poole had with this fan base, how much love he had from this fan base. They loved Poole. There was a lot of Poole jerseys at Chase Center. There's a Curry jerseys. There was your Clay jerseys. But Poole jerseys were selling off the rack. I mean, you could, you, you had to wait on some Poole jerseys. I think that was lost on a lot of Warrior fans, the dynamic Poole had with this fan base. Let's go to Carlo and Frisco. Carlo, what's happening, Carlo? Big Bonte, what's up, dog? Big fan. Always listen. Don't always agree, but I always listen. <laughs> That's Frisco, all. 100%. Hey, you and my girl hey. think the same thing, buddy. <laughs> hey, it's all good, baby. Got big love for you and Butcher Boy. Hope everybody's good. Yep. One thing, though. The Warriors did Jordan Poole dirty. I will go to my grave thinking that the karma is now showing on the team. It's going to be a black eye on Draymond, Kerr, and the organization forever. Free Jordan Poole. We missed out on a great player, a great character. And that's all I got to say, baby. Have a great holiday, man. You too, Carlo. I wonder how many people feel like that. There are a lot of people who feel like that. Now, it was divided last year. A lot of people were pointing the finger at Jordan Poole. A lot of people wanted Jordan Poole out of here. Now, according to Anthony Slater, Poole's happy where where he's landed. I think he's happy where he was sent. You know, yeah. he's been given a chance. It's not necessarily going well right now. They're four and twenty-two. I think that was predictable. Uh, but he's shooting better. He had twenty-eight yep. the other night. Hit eight threes. So mm-hmm. uh, it's an interesting time for him. The other thing, and, and multiple people mentioned this, and this is why they viewed as a success story. He got paid. He yeah. was a twentieth overall pick mm-hmm. that was making one, two million his first few years. Mm-hmm. He's now making you know one hundred twenty-three million over four years, and he's been given right. the keys to a team. And, and we'll see if that works well. out. So Poole feels good. 
He still won't ask you questions about Draymond Green. You know he'll be peppered with more questions about Draymond Green over the next two nights. Of course, the Wizards play Portland tonight, so they'll be on the back end of a back-to-back before they head into Chase Center. Let's go to Buddy real quick before the break, and then we have a special guest at 830. I forgot to tease this, but a very special guest. We're going to do something a little different on the roast for about 10 minutes, but let's go to Buddy in Foster City. Buddy, Buddy what's up? Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. It's uh, I find it also ironic that, that everything that we love about Draymond, because that's what makes Draymond Draymond, his, his fire, his passion, his, his, his loyalty is to his teammates to a fault. Uh, and then the very characteristics that we loved about Jordan Poole when he was playing for us and helping us to a championship about being aggressive, uh, being happy, being, being, being uh, spontaneous. Um, we're all of a sudden the very characteristics that when, when after, after the punch heard around the world, we suddenly didn't like those characteristics anymore. Oh, there goes Jordan being Jordan. Oh, there's Jordan being spontaneous. And, and, and we, we somehow become so fickle that when, when, when things go a different way that we need to choose a side. And I didn't even understand why we need to choose side. The side should have been the Warriors. Right. Are we on the Warriors' side or are we not on the Warriors' side? If right. not on the Warriors' side, then, then I don't know what you're doing. And I think Jordan said he wanted to be on the Warriors' side. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, and we're not in the locker room, and I don't need to profess that I am or even know it is, but I think if I was in there, I would know when I was feeling Jordan, I ain't on this team right now. And I don't think I can be. And I don't think it's, it's, it's any coincidence that you're not going to perform at the level that you were before when you felt you were part of the team and you were part of the pool party. Hell, you were hosting the pool party. Mm-hmm. So good luck to Jordan. Um, he deserved to get paid. Um, I'd like to see him, you know, put on that aggressive cap again and get the confidence because I think that's also what's waned a lot with him is his own personal confidence. Uh, and, you know, maybe he needs a coach that will be able to instill that again. But uh, I think Steve Kerr certainly said it well about he's respected. And uh, I really hope the fans recognize yep. that. So appreciate the co- uh, the time and uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays, buddy. Excellent call. Excellent phone call there. A lot I agree with. A lot I agree with. And what if Jordan Poole's never, ever the same? What if he's just never, ever the same after what happened last training camp? Would you be surprised if he never returns to that championship form? That's a life-changing event for a human being. On that platform, in front of the world, that play, every time Draymond Green does something, that, that moment in training camp gets rehashed. They've got all these Draymond Green highlights now because of everything that he's doing with Sabonis and Nurkic and the coach Rudy Gobert. Well, Jordan Poole's attached to that. I saw somebody joking the other day. They said, man, Draymond Green should host a poker game with Nurkic, Jordan Poole, Gobert, and Sabonis. And it was just like, what? Like, it always gets rehashed. So what if Jordan Poole is never the same? That boy was dynamic during that championship run. We'll see. We'll see. 888-957-9570. We'll continue to roll on pool because Anthony Slater just released this piece. We'll read through that during the break about Jordan Poole when he returns to face the Golden State Warriors. Anthony Slater talked to Poole, Curry, Clay, Steve Kerr, Kevon Looney about Poole's tenure with the Golden State Warriors. And there's a quote there. I just hate the way it ended for Jordan. So we'll get to that. But first, we're going to get to Ed Wallace. And Ed Wallace is the senior designer for the Curry brand and Under Armour. And you just designed Steph Curry's latest shoe. He's a really good dude. Let's just talk to him for about 7 to 10 minutes about the Curry brand shoe. It'll be a lot of fun with him. He joined us on the set last Saturday night at the Gatehouse for Warriors pregame live. We'll talk to him for about 7 to 10 minutes. Then we'll get, we'll get right back into Jordan Poole's return to the Golden State Warriors. So stack them up. 888-957-9570. We're going to get to everybody. How are you going to welcome Jordan Poole back to, to the Bay Area? 888-957-9570. Pool's coming back. How you feel, Dub Nation, about it? That's coming up here on The Rust. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
to the Morning Roast with Vontae and Shasky. All right, everybody, wait on hold here. 888-957-9570. We'll get right back into Jordan Poole's return to the Bay Area when the Warriors take on the Washington Wizards tomorrow night, and I believe he should get a standing ovation. He's a champion. He helped the Warriors win that fourth championship a couple seasons ago against the Boston Celtics, and without him, I don't believe they do win that championship. So Jordan Poole deserves all the love from Dub Nation. I expect it. But a lot of people have mixed feelings about the situation, so we'll get right back into it. But first, let's get to Ed Wallace, who's the senior designer for the Curry brand shoe, plus Under Armour. And Ed, he's a good dude. Got to meet him last Saturday night at Chase Center at the Gatehouse when the Warriors took out the Brooklyn Nets. And what do you know? Stephen Curry scored 12 straight during that fourth quarter when they almost blew an 18-point lead. Steph and Clay scored the last 22 points for the Golden State Warriors. Now, he had the off night against Portland, and then he bounced back in a major way Tuesday night against the Boston Celtics with that night-night shot. Ed, good morning, man. Thanks so much for coming on the Morning Roast this morning. Hey, good morning, man. Thanks for having me. How you doing? I'm doing great this morning. I know you're doing well. Uh, Stephen Curry's rocking the new shoes, man, and and the levers are so damn comfortable. You and Stoney do a great job there with Stephen Curry, but you've done a great job job designing this new shoe and i told you on set last week that i wore the shoe during the trip to disneyland all day long in california adventure <laughs> in disneyland and there was no blisters on my feet baby my feet was good <laughs> man i love to hear it i love to hear it <laughs> so i want you to explain they, to they, the f- they weren't built for disneyland but i love to hear it yeah no nah, they were de- well i'm not a basketball player you could tell that Ed, man you could tell my game's not really good here but uh we made it work uh so i want to i want to get your get your answers here about the shoe and everything and how involved you in the shoe but when did you first meet stephen curry Man, I, I first officially met him maybe, maybe two, three years ago. Like, um, right during like the the pandemic time, I would say. Like that, that's when I started working on this footwear. And when was it? Like, what was that uh, introduction like? Did he know that? Hey, you've got some skills in terms of designing shoes. Did he seek you out? How did that go? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I've been going hard in the run space at Under Armour at that time. Like, I've I've been with the brand for. Uh, at, at this point, it's going on 10 years. In uh, 2024, I'll hit my 10-year mm-hmm. mark. So at that point, I've been at the brand for like seven years, six, mm-hmm. seven years. So I had a lot of like uh, big shoes under my belt and other categories. So at the time, um, we, we had a designer that was working on this shoe, which his last shoe was a Curry 10. But um, he was trying to, he was working on like uh, Bryce Harper's shoe um, for the brand as well. So he was, had his, his plate was kind of like... Uh, overflowing mm-hmm. so they were looking for somebody new to kind of uh pull in to the team and um I, I guess like we had some teammates on there like uh one of my guys that was at the studio with me uh steven Seegers. i'll give him a shout out he uh he put in a word for me with uh the new leadership on curry's team and uh curry brand and um they gave me the shot yeah so, follow yeah, now that's pretty cool here. Ed Wallace on the morning roast on 95.7 The Game. Eddie.Wop. Follow him. He breaks down how he went through the design of the new Curry 11s. So how involved is Steph in the design process, the te- technology development, and the colorway selections for his signature shoe? Man, he's super involved. I got a funny story about uh, your last one. I just thought about when I actually first met him. Uh, think about when he had injured his hand. So he was coming off of that injury where it was still a little tender. Mm-hmm. And... um. The first thing that happened when he came in the room, I was so excited. Me, I forgot that he was getting over that hand injury, and I gave him a big dap, like, you know, a strong, like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> situation. And they were like, oh, chill, chill. I'm like, my bad, my bad. So it was a funny little moment for us. So that's how, like, when I first officially met him in the room, and that was when I was taking him through, like, some designs. But, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of, um, his role in the process, he's, like, super involved. Like, he, he loves the process. He loves, like, giving input. And, like, um, since then, I've been working with other athletes, and I would say, like, he's the, he's the guy that comes in there like a true professional. Like, he, he has his notepad, he's taking notes, he's listening, and uh, super attentive. So he's, uh, he's a great, great guy to work with. So what's the strategy behind the Curry Signature Shoe Line? The strategy is just, is honestly, is just trying to bring as much innovation and performance attributes to the to the footwear game that we can to try to, like, you know, really push innovation within our brand because that's kind of where we were, mm-hmm. uh, Under Armour was uh, uh, founded on with, like, those uh, moisture-wicking tees. So we always try to bring, like, a performance angle to everything that we do. 
So for Stefan, just trying to provide him with the tools that he needs to uh, really be great out there and sustain uh, that greatness on the court. So uh, for us, that um, for like the Curry 11 and like the past few Curries, we've been um, working with Flow technology, which is our new phone, and that's mm-hmm. just like the most grippiest stuff uh, in the game right now. Um, if you get on YouTube and you watch. Videos are like shoes, like they have like the slant board where they let like mm-hmm. shoes slide down and our shoe would not move. So that's kind of like the tool that we're trying to work with with Stefan right now, just making him, uh, giving him the most traction in the game. So that kind of helps him to uh, create separation from defenders and mm-hmm. uh, it's also helping them out on defense as well. So, so that's, that's, uh, that's what improves his performance right there on the floor. It's that traction there late in the game when he's going night-night against Derek White like the other night. Now, since the Curry 11 was launched in October, I know you got us. I've seen a few different collabs and colorways with the shoe. How does this Curry mm-hmm. brand come up with these colorway stories and decide who to partner with? Man, so again, I'll, I'll throw in um... – Shout out to my guy Steve, uh, Steve Seegers. He he's a big part of like some of those color stories and uh, like connection with uh, different collaborators. So like, um, I mean, Steph, uh, as you know, he's on his eleven shoe now. So we've been doing this for a while. Right. So you got some colorways that are like carryover. Like we know we're gonna always do like a Dub Nation colorway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're gonna always do like a birthday shoe and like some of those uh, staples. So those are usually consistent and like sometimes we'll put a twist on them like maybe we'll you know have a new like theme around it that can influence colors and then um a lot of it is um you know looking at the market what's doing well what's not doing well and um talking to Steph, like seeing what ideas he has like um you know his foundation like he learned play like uh, we're doing something for them and we'll do PE so it's a combination of like the team, like us kind of sitting around the table brainstorming, um, connecting with Stefan and um, just looking at what stories that we want to tell. And then on the collaborator side, like it just depends. Like now his brand is growing so much and like he launched uh, Curry Brand officially. So like now we're playing around the different spaces that you guys will start to see um, coming um, in the near future. So, like, as we get into sports style and, uh, like, these different categories, like, it makes sense to, for us to look at different collaborators in some of those spaces to kind of help, um, you know, help bring us into those areas mm-hmm. for consumers to see and it feels authentic. Yeah, no doubt. So, Ed Wallace here on the Morning Ross on 95.7 The Game. He's a senior designer for Curry Brand and Under Armour. Did a hell of a job with these 11s. I really love these shoes. They're so damn comfortable. I'm not lying, man. You guys know I keep it real here on the Morning Ross. So look at sneakerheads because we have a lot of sneakerheads who listen to this show. They're always looking at the Jays. They're always looking at the Currys. They're looking at the LeBrons and all that stuff. But what can sneakerheads uh-huh. expect to see from the Curry Brand in 2024? It's got to be a huge year for you guys. Yeah, man. Just expect – I mean – I mean, since I've been on the, on the footwear with the 11 and some of the other stuff that uh, we have in motion now, it's just like just expect for us to continue to elevate design and to be consistent with that. Now that you know, I'm kind of running point at this point, so it's like I I have like a I take a lot of this stuff like super personally, and like I really love what I do. So just expect for for the brand to really kind of elevate where we've been at, and um, you know, we welcome the Aaron Fox into the brand. Yeah. So expect some big stuff there. Yep. I'm not gonna spill too many beans there, but he, he has some some cool stuff. Uh, cook, uh, brewing Come on, right man! Now. You can't do that to me yet. Uh, look, we got to look. King fans, look. I'm, a, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. We got a lot of King fans who listen to the show. We got a little rivalry yeah. with the Kings, but I respect the heck out of De'Ara Fox. And I'm just like, hey. wow, Fox with the Curry brand. I'm already looking at the logo. I know some heat's yeah. coming with De'Ara Fox, man. Are you it's telling me that we're gonna time. be rocking De'Ara Foxes in the Bay too? Potentially, man. That's the plan. I mean, he's uh, he's killing it right now. We're excited to have him, and you know, we're going to make sure that we uh, put the best product forward with him. So, it's, uh, you know, we got some great stuff coming. And, and by the way, Steph still playing on an elite level. How about that game the other night? Before we let you go against the Boston Celtics, he's in foul trouble. He plays the entire fourth quarter with five fouls. Plays the entire overtime with five fouls, and he just starts <laughs> cooking and cooking and cooking. And of course, that rainbow yep. shot that was in the air for like forty-five seconds. How about that night? That was amazing, man. I'm glad that I actually uh, stayed up and tuned into that game. But um, it was funny watching it. And I think the brand is kind of poking fun at uh. Jalen Brown with the, doing the uh, too small uh, gesture on the court, and it seemed like that kind of sparked, uh, sparked some uh, <laughs> what the spark that Steph needed to uh, kind of put the extra 
uh, a stamp on the game. So yeah. Well, we need you back out here, Ed. Need you back out here. You were out here. They started this three-game winning streak. They almost blew the lead against Brooklyn, but they won that game against a tough Brooklyn team. We need you back out here, man, because they're starting to roll, especially at Chase Center when it's six in a row. So, uh, Ed, I appreciate you getting up with me this morning, man. Appreciate you coming by the Gatehouse last Saturday. Really proud of you, man. This shoe is awesome. Continued success with the Curry brand and Under Armour. Uh, We're looking for your work there. Follow him at Eddie.Wop on Instagram. You can see all his designs there. He explains the design at the Curry 11. So, happy holidays to you and your family we can't wait to see what you have in store in 2024 thanks man appreciate you guys having me and uh, i can't wait to get back there absolutely ed wallace here in the morning roast the senior designer for the curry brand shoe and how about those 11s those 11s are good man i'm not lying i'm not just caping up and being a homer for stephen curry to go to state warriors these 11s are hard and anybody all these fathers and even the moms out there you take your kids to Disneyland, you know how much walking you're doing. You're probably walking about 10 miles in a day from California Park, Adventure Park to oh, Disneyland. Easy, easy 10 miles. Easy yeah. 10. And I had to make a decision, NMDs or the Curry shoes. I took a, ch- I took a chance with Curry 11s. And you heard Ed. He said they weren't meant for Disneyland. But, boy, I took them shoes off at the end of the night. I said, man, my feet feel good. Yeah, got very good ankle, ankle support, too. Very good ankle support. Very good ankle support. Now, a lot of people can say Jordan Poole didn't have the ankle support last season because of all the slipping he was doing on the floor last year for the Go to State Warriors. But Anthony Slater, and I bring up Jordan Poole because Anthony Slater just released a story. As he caught up with Jordan Poole, he caught up with Kevon Looney, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson on Jordan Poole's time with the Go to State Warriors. So 888-957-9570. I'm interested to hear from Dub Nation because I believe, and I know of Dub Nation, you guys are classy. You, you're the best fans in the world. There's no doubt he's going to get a standing ovation tomorrow night. I don't think that's even a question after helping raise that banner last season. I remember the, uh, the reception he got last year when he received his ring. There's no doubt about it. Jordan Poole is going to get a standing ovation. But not everybody feels the same way about Jordan Poole. Now, Jordan Poole... Here's a quote here from Poole. Anthony Slater asked him about his time with the Golden State Warriors. He said, Poole said, successful time. Learned a lot. Can't ask for too much more than that. Won the championship. Played with Loon. Played with some of the greatest ever. Played with Andrew Wiggins. Make great guys. Met great guys. The staff is good. It was a cool experience. It was just dope to accomplish something you've been looking for your entire life. Winning a championship at the highest level, seeing what it takes. But the conversation shifted to the fourth season, an avenue he would rather avoid. After the interview, he joked that he should have gone full Marshawn Lynch. He basically did. Slater asked, how do you look back on the final season there and how everything went sideways? Poole, next question. Slater then asked, is there any level of regret about how any of it unfolded? Poole said, nah. Slater then asked, were you upset with the Warriors at all about the way they handled the situation? Poole said, I can honestly say that I haven't thought about it. I haven't put too much thought into it. Slater then asked, what came from it? Poole said, I learned that I'm built for tougher. I think that was pretty dope. I mean, being at the highest level, you get just like so much media so much of everything just being with that organization, it made me realize I was built for a lot tougher. Slater then said, do you still watch them? Poole answered, if the game is on. Pretty standard professional answers there. I mean, it's clear he still doesn't want to get into it. Again, I don't blame him for it. Um, you know, he kept his answer short, kept him sweet. Um, when he says, you know, were you upset by the way the Warriors handled it? And he says, I honestly can say I haven't thought about it. It's again, it's one of those things like when you say that you don't care what other people think about you, that's like a, a telltale sign that you absolutely care what other people think about you. He's absolutely thought about it. He has absolutely yeah. brooded over it. There's no way like what we saw from him last season, the struggles he had, the mental lapses he had, and how we know where that all started. Like, no, it is absolutely something he has thought about, and rightfully so. Like, he he really got he got a raw deal. Yeah, you know, he got he got punched at work, and his own company basically did not back him up. I mean, think about everyone out there who's listening right now. You know, 
Have you ever been frustrated with where you're working at? You know, we're, we're lucky here, Bonte. We, we, we have a really fun time with where we work. But no matter what you do in life, no matter what job you have, whether you're in the corporate world, whether you're in the food industry, whether you know, you're one of the truck drivers driving around, at some point or another, everyone is frustrated with their work. You know, yeah. how many times have people gone to bars after work mm -hmm. and complained about their boss? You know, I've never done that personally, but yep. there are people out there who have done that, I yep. said, because our boss is standing right next to me. Um, be careful. How's it going, coach? Be careful. No, seriously. No, but, yeah. yeah, we've all been frustrated with our places yeah. of work, and that's more or less what Jordan Poole had last year. He had a situation where I am not really thrilled with how things are going at my job right now with how I'm being treated, and when your work doesn't treat you right, it, it affects your job performance. It does. It really does. Uh, Zucci Man on Comcast Business Text Line. Find it at Anthony Slater's Twitter account. It's on The Athletic right now. His story up on Jordan Poole returning to the Bay Area. And there's a lot of quotes. We're going to go through this story here. But Jordan Poole, very short when asked about his last season with the Golden State Warriors. Now, a couple questions for everybody out there at 888-957-9570. If you're going to the game tomorrow, or if you can't go to the game tomorrow, and could tell someone that is going to go to the game, how should they react? How should they react to when he is introduced? If you can't go to the game tomorrow, and somebody said, man, how should, you know, how should I do this? Should I give them a standing ovation? Should I clap? What would you tell that person? Or I could ask you this one. This is very juicy. Today, if you had to do the deal, would you still trade Jordan Poole for Chris Paul today? Would you still do it? Oh, that's a good question. Looking at the way the season has started. Looking at what the Warriors necessarily need. Triple drive penetration, a guy who could break down the defense. Would you still would you still do the deal trading away Jordan Poole for Chris Paul? 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570 is the number. Now I'm seeing a lot of texts here on the Concast Business Text Line. 415, people should cheer for Jordan Poole. He was an integral part of bringing the championship to the Golden State Warriors. Another text from the 510, standing ovation. Mm -hmm. Love Jordan Poole. Mm -hmm. Here's another one from the 510. No ovation for Jordan Poole. We keep speculating about what's deserved of him and is the punch warranted. We, we see exactly who he is in D.C. Mm -hmm. now that he has his own team. Is that what he learned from the Warriors locker room? It's more likely that he got punched in the face because of his because of his attitude. Now, that sounds like speculation. That is very speculation. Yeah. It's a lot of speculation. I'm gonna there. I'm gonna answer that the first question first, Bonte, in terms of just the reception. He's it personally. Like I, I plan on being there tomorrow night. Uh, I might also try and show up early too. Um, you know, partly because I want to you know hang out with you a little bit. But uh, also, yeah, I kind of want to get there. He's kind of see Jordan Poole if he does any you know warm ups before the crowd shows up. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see you know how many people kind of stray over to that side of the court and watch Jordan Poole's warm ups. And yeah, when they do announce him pregame, like. I'll be in the media section, so you can't really cheer. But, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a polite round right. of applause because, for me, Bonte, the, the way I operate as a fan, I'm one of those people where if if you are a, a part of a championship from one of my favorite teams... You're a forever giant, you, you are, you forever, are forever warrior, yeah. forever igniter. Yeah, like, you're in. You know, that's why right. I will always cape up for Brandon Belt. You know, Shasky's <laughs> not here, so we don't have to get into that argument. Well, but, you know, I'm not the biggest Brandon Belt fan either. But again, but. Would, would you play a part... When you're a homegrown player who played an integral part in bringing a championship to this area, you know, think of how long we would go without championships for the longest time. You know, the Giants, they didn't have any. For the Warriors, it was just, you know, an embarrassment of sadness. And then Jordan Poole come in here, the rise he had, how bad he was his rookie year, the improvement we saw from him from year one to year two to year three. Like, it was incredible. Like, remember how bad he was his, right. his rookie year? He couldn't hit water right. if he fell out of a boat, No, Monte. he was awful. And then he was basically carrying the Warriors through that Denver series in the first round of the playoffs when Steph was coming off the bench. Like, he is a made man, as far as I'm concerned, in, in Warriors fandom. When you play a major role in winning a title, you are a made man unless you do something stupid to, to 
take that away, but that's neither here nor there with Jordan Poole, because he hasn't done anything stupid, in my no. opinion, to take that away. So no. he should forever be, like, memorialized as a Warriors champion. Because, again, let's not forget, people, where the Warriors used to be. Like, yeah. we're, like, before the championships, how bad it used well, to be. And now we're in a situation where we're looking down on guys who won titles for this team. It's well, it's, it's disrespectful, and, and, and honestly, it's it's kind of ungrateful in that sense. No, it is. Jordan Poole that first year, 28% from the three-point line. 28% from the three-point line. I remember one of those games when they won 15 games, and I was like, boy, I don't know if he's an NBA player. And then the second season started off rocky, and he got sent down to the G League. But he came back from the G League, and it was like, oh, there may be a player there. He came back from the G League, you're like, oh, oh, I see something in this guy. All of a sudden, the three-point shot was falling. All of a sudden, you could see some of the quickness, some of the speed. He got a little stronger there, and he started hooping. He started hooping, and then he just took off during the championship season. He took off. I mean, he was, even last year, think about last season. Despite everything that went down, he still dropped 20 a game. In the bad year, and Andre Iguodala's on record saying, man, you dropped 20 a game in the NBA. You're no chump. Money time! Money time! That's a drop. We didn't play much last season. And that's unfortunate. It was one of our best drops, too. It was a great drop. We love that drop. That was a drop we have on your board every day. It was always right there in the same spot because we know how much you love playing that drop. Money time! Money time! It's fun to hear it again, though. I'll be honest. And, and that was after a huge win in Denver that season, in the regular season, when they were kind of scuffling and there were some injuries there. And then they got that big win. It was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, maybe he was saying money time because he knew it was payday, a payday cupboard. But it was money time, and he was Mr. Money Man. Let's go to Coach Hall in San Diego. Coach Hall, what's happening? You're on the roast. Hey, what's up? Happy holidays, fellas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And, uh, Thank you. I, I'm I'm giving Jordan Poole a standing ovation uh, simply because of Game One against the Nuggets that that uh, playoff run, and Game Five and Six. Remember, it was Jordan Poole that sparked that 21-0 run mm-hmm. in Game Six against the Celtics. Yep. Just I mean, fearless threes off the backboard. Yep. And I, I know if if it was it was a split, we'd all be high. But I often wonder if Draymond had been disciplined, what this team would look like. Man, we we had. A two-timeline team at our fingertips. I mean, we had it. We 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 what a year and a half from winning the championship. Yep. And and to see where we are now, I just often wonder had they just nipped us in the bud, what could have been? Because I did not want to see the dynasty, you know, kind of end like this. Not saying it's over, but I just man, I just felt like there was a lot of missteps. So Jordan Poole is always going to be in my good graces, and I, I think we failed him uh, as an organization. And a lot of people feel like that. Thanks for the call, Coach Hall. Happy holidays to you and yours down in San Diego. Um, there was a lot of myths being spread about Jordan Poole last year. Just like that, I'm seeing Sammy K. He spent half a million dollars on a date. Well, I just saw a video. Jordan Poole said, come on, man. Like, stop. Like, the guy spent a half million. And if he did spend a half million dollars. Also, who cares? It it ain't your money. Oh, my God. It's his money. A man's trying to treat a woman nice on a date? Oh, Stop pocket watching. Stop pocket watching. I'd drop 500K on a date if I could. Try to treat it right. right. Well, it is what it is. A podcast with Cameron and Mace was just hilarious. And stat. What Cam said, man, pocket watching leads to pillow talking and ear hustling. And you don't want to do that. So let's stop pocket watching. And it's not pocket watching about, hey, Jordan Poole spent half a million dollars on a date. Well, number one, it's not true. And number two, who cares? It ain't your money. It's his money. It's just like when teams spend money on free, like and when they're spending money on free agents, like we may be ticked off about a free agent signing, about how much they pay for a particular player. But at the end of the day, I don't care how much an agent spends. It's not my money. Exactly. Spend it all. Money time! So what he spent 500K, if that money is time! true. Now, Jordan Poole just said it wasn't true, but if it is true, who cares? It ain't your money. I, I kind of want to ask that second question you threw at me, Bonte. Would you still do the trade? Chris Paul? Yeah, I still think after all of it, though, I, I probably still would make that trade, um, only because it's just... It was lost with him. Yeah. I, it was... Once that punch happened, that was, that was the beginning of the end for him. And... Yeah, it, the the end it, it sucked there, and and Steve Kerr was quoted in this uh, Anthony Slater article. He said, you know, I look back at that 
and I hate that it happened. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that in my heart, when the punch happened, we handled it the best way we thought we could handle it. But in hindsight, hindsight always being 2020, we could have done better for sure. I just hate the way it ended for Jordan here because he is a huge success story for us and for him. Yep. This was a great marriage. He helped us win a title. We, he, we helped him, you know, become a champion and a guy who signed a big contract, a life-changing contract. Mm -hmm. It was all wildly successful, but I hate the way it ended. And yeah, the way it ended, the way it ended with that punch from Draymond Green, like, it was it. That was it. There, there was no coming back from that. So, would I do the trade? Yeah, I would do the trade because, unfortunately, the Warriors were forced into a situation where they had to do the trade. And I do kind of disagree with Kerr there. We handled it in the best way we thought we could. You, you handled it by doing not much of anything. Yeah, you you sent Draymond much. Green away for three days, right. and you still had him on the, uh, there for ring night. Right, like, right. You and it was a very – and I remember watching ring night in the tunnel, not to cut you off, Loveman, but I was sitting right there because I wanted to see the receptions for both Poole and Draymond Green. And there was a lot of people with Draymond Green. Now, there was a lot of cheers for him, but it wasn't as loud as the reception for Jordan Poole that night. And if you were there that night, you remember it. If you were there that night and remember it, I'd love to tell you, how did you receive it? How did you take that in? Because I remember when Draymond Green got introduced, there was cheers, but there were also a lot of folks with their hands in their pockets. They didn't know how to cheer on Draymond Green. They just didn't know. They didn't know. Let's go to David in Oakland. David, he's got some thoughts on Jordan Poole, the good and bad. David, good morning, man. You're on the roast. Hey, what's up, gentlemen? So, first things first, yes, he gets a standing ovation. You can never diminish the accomplishments of, you know, his participation in the 2022 championship. Draymond Green was totally wrong. Those things can all be true. The reality of the situation is if Jordan Poole didn't get drafted to the Warriors, he might not be in the NBA. They kept his worst impulses down for years and forced him to play a certain way, which got him a $33 million contract. What did he do with that contract? And, and remember, he didn't get that contract before he got punched. He got caught that contract a couple after. days after he got punched. Yep. So right away, like you said, everybody's cheering him on, telling maybe we got to get rid of Draymond. Draymond completely loses his voice for two months. If Jordan Poole stepped up and became a leader of that team, everyone would have still had Jordan Poole here. But no, what happened? He got paid. I know you guys say we can't criticize a man for you know, the first thing him doing, spending money on a huge date like that. But some people get paid and they, you know, they make good. And some people get paid and they stop working as hard. And it's apparent that Jordan Poole said, I got paid. Jordan punched, you know, Draymond punched me. I don't have to get tamped down anymore. I can do whatever I want. I can be loose with the ball. I don't have to play defense. Well, well, and those I'll, are the I'll, things that eroded. Those are the things that eroded the trust. In but Steph you know Curry. what, though? But you know what, though, David? I disagree. He did work hard. He's one of the hardest workers in that organization. First one there, last one out. Like that—that's that—that's not true about him not working hard and lollygagging. I'm not saying that he wasn't working hard. I'm saying that he clearly changed his approach to the game after he got paid and after the punch. Well, how would you change your approach to work if you got punched to your job? Right off the bat, he had an opportunity to take advantage of that situation, right? Wow. And it's a bad situation that he got put in, but everyone, like you said, was cheering him on. Jordan, we paid you. We want you here. And over the year, he continued to not take advantage of that situation. That's fair. He continued to say, I'm going to get mine. I'm not going to play defense. I'm not going to listen to Steph anymore. And now you see in Washington, he's not playing the way he played for us. He's playing crazy. He's doing all the stupid things that we would bench him for. And and I think if you don't sort of tamp down his sort of worst impulses from the beginning of his career in the NBA, he's not in the NBA anymore. So instead of him being like, nah, whatever, I don't listen, I don't care, he should be like, I appreciate getting a $33 million contract from that organization. But money doesn't erase all feelings and the trauma that takes place when you get punched like that and it's all over the internet as a 23-year-old man. Because I just know in my shoes, if in my shoes, if that happened to me, I wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't be able to do things the same way. I would be a wreck. Now, I appreciate the call, David. It's a great take. And I think a lot of people share those same sentiments. Now, if we're going to comment on him spending half a million dollars on a date, that's, that's terrible. There's a lot of NBA players who do a lot more. Trust me on that one. 
Trust me. And you know what? They can get away with it because they make a lot more money than we do. For them, it's just a speeding ticket. For us, <laughs> it could be our life savings. Maybe even more. You know what I'm saying? So that that's – but I'm not going to agree. But I'm not going to tell a young man how, hey, man, you need to be a leader. You have an opportunity to flip the game and do all that. No, 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 no. Now that they're going through something like that as a young man – and you're on the internet all day, and people are making fun of you left and right and speculating on what happened, speculating on why you got punched, blaming you for why you got punched, lying and saying that some people are in the organization happy about you getting punched, which wasn't true. Come on, man. Let's go to John in Fremont. John, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, the Jordan, yeah, the Jordan Poole situation, man, I... I feel like he deserves as much love as anybody outside of KD should get coming back to the Warriors. Um, you know what I mean? Like, he did a lot for this franchise. Uh, like Loveman was saying, we watched him grow. We watched him go from a rookie that didn't know anything, you know, new booty to, you know, $33 million contract. We watched him go from a guy that was struggling in the G League. And literally, I remember that Suns game that he came in, and he killed before he went to the G League. He was knocking down. Yep. I think he scored like 20 points. In Phoenix. Yeah, like in that. Phoenix. Yep. Yes, exactly. And everybody was so upset that he went back to the G League, the players, the fans, because it was like, man, we see this growth. Like, that was the inflection point of Jordan Poole. And we got to see that. And we got to see him in the playoffs. And we got to see those two uh, half quarters that he threw up and the joy that he brought and how special that season was. Um, so I think Jordan should get – uh, the ovation, I think you should get the love, and I think Dub Nation will bring that on Friday because we're usually, uh, outside of Twitter at parts, we're usually a classy uh, fan base no and doubt. a fan base that does respect the players mm-hmm. um, coming in to, to, to chase her and coming back uh, who helped us. Nah, that's a good call, John. Good call. We'll get to the rest of the calls in just a second. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMG FM and HG1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app and favorite 95.7 The Game for the best and most up-to-date sports coverage. And do not forget, you could also watch us every single day on our YouTube and Twitch streams. Just log on and search 95.7 The Game. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel while you are there. Now, Loveman, what do you think about this quote from Curry? This is what Curry said in Anthony Slater's piece in The Athletic about the return of Jordan Poole. Unless you were in this building, you could always talk about what could have been punishment-wise. But unless you were in here having these conversations daily and everything that we tried to keep in-house that then got out, it made everything a lot more complicated. We obviously will be scrutinized for whatever happens. We did the best we could with a very hard situation. Between them two, that's whatever it's going to be between them two. That's from Stephen Curry. I mean, I guess that is the thing. Yeah, we aren't in there, so we will never know until obviously they they make the thirty for thirty about this someday, and that this this might be like two episodes worth of content wow. just on on this one alone. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as they handle it, it's between them. Like, I don't I don't know. I think how I'm sure at some point they probably had a, a handshake. You know, like when you, when you're young and you get in a fight with your sibling, and mom says, "Okay, now shake and give a hug," and that's supposed to put it to bed. Like maybe they had something like that, but. The, the, it was just it was disrespectful what Draymond did the way he came at him and I remember watching that video like it wasn't just like a normal punch that was a I'm like remember he punched him Bonte and then he kept going at him too and almost tried to put him in a headlock it seemed like it was like Draymond looked like he was out for blood on that one and that there was anger there a lot of anger and that's just not something you can just come yeah. back from it that's it's a just... that's a forever relationship-altering situation, which is why, as I said earlier, I think you had to make that trade, no matter yeah. what, for Chris Paul. There was no doubt. The only other way I would amend that is instead of, you know, Jordan Poole for Chris Paul, would you have done Draymond Green for mm-hmm. Chris Paul last offseason? You know, if it was, that was the option in hindsight right now, yeah, I probably would take that one right now. But because there are nights where the Warriors clearly do miss the scoring punch that Jordan Poole brought last year. Uh, you're, you're hoping some of these young guys, someone yep. can can take that up. Maybe Moses Moody can fill that role. But yep. for the time being, like, yeah, like, I get, yeah, we weren't there. But if it was between them, like, it, it, we know what kind of a person, like, we've seen what kind of a person Draymond Green is. He's a very proud person. He's very much, you know, backs his own, his own stuff. It was one of those situations where it was just neither one of them are going to probably back down in that situation right. saying that, you know, Jordan Poole, I'm right to be aggrieved. Draymond Green, I was right to be angry right. at you. And as long as that's the situation, you know, 
the the, the Warriors, it was, it was kind of sunk from yeah. that moment on. Well, here's what Looney said uh, in this story here. He said, I felt like we handled it the best way we could. You know, Draymond and JP were professional. They didn't have no more blow-ups during the season. They may have felt awkward, but they didn't let it affect their play on the court. They still played hard. They still played together. Looney later added, I think he got a bat rap for last year, Jordan Poole, that is. I mean, he averaged 20 points. He helped us get to the playoffs. You know, when Steph was down for a while, him and Clay really kept us afloat. We all forget about that. We made a run to get out of the play-in and won a series. So I think he gets a bad rap. It wasn't all bad that year. It might have felt that way. Now, JP on coming back, I've never had the opportunity to go back and play somewhere where I used to play. So, yeah, kind of just going in, it should be cool. Spent four years there. Now, Clay ended his story by saying, it was unfortunate what happened because he helped us raise a banner. But at the end of the day, time heals all wounds. And Dub Nation for, will for, be forever grateful for that pool party. I know I will. That's Clay Thompson. And there was a lot of nastiness, real quick, on Clay before we go out to the lines. People were trying to spin it to where Clay didn't like Jordan Poole. Clay and Poole had a beef together. Well, Clay's brother, Michael Thompson, worked out Jordan Poole before every game. Clay and Poole were buddies. And Clay and Poole played some great basketball together in the month of January and February when a lot of guys were out. So that myth that Jordan Poole and Clay didn't like each other. That was a load of crap, too. Yeah, well, people would kind of see, you know, out-of-context interactions on the court or whatever and assume that those were fact. I always remember last year was a game where I think Jordan Poole was, I think it was the one where Steph got ejected, where, like, he got angry, threw his mouthpiece yeah. at Jordan Poole, and it was the next day, Steph doesn't like Jordan Poole, right. Steph's mad at Jordan Poole. It's like, guys, it was, it was a frustration in the moment. Right. Like, as Terry said, we don't know what's going on behind unless right. you're talking to the people who do know. Dude. But, no, one out-of-context situation right. like that, that is not at all... That that does not the whole story right. at all. Clay didn't like Jordan Poole so much that they worked out in the offseason together. I don't like anybody. I don't want to see him in my offseason. Oh, I like. I don't want to see you. After I work. love working out with people I can't stand. Right? Yeah. Right. Come on. Come on. Like that. So there's a lot of rumors that started circulating, and a lot of myths, and that was not right. Let's go to uh, Tyler in Emeryville. Tyler, what's happening? You're on the roast. Hey man, I absolutely agree that he deserves the accolades for helping him win the championship, but. My thing is, it didn't change when he got punched. It changed when he got the bag, and it changed when he got the ring. His ego went through the roof, and you didn't have the same Jordan Poole as you had in the championship run. You had some of those bad tendencies, like the other caller said, coming out. And I, the reason I don't think the Warriors punished him was because I think a lot of people in that organization felt like he more or less deserved it. And Dre was speaking yeah, that, up that's, for everybody. That's, 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 that's a load of crap. That's a load of crap. Nobody in that organization wanted that to happen. Come on, come on, man. Let's let's not let's like not no one this. in that organization would want that because everybody knows. Again, when you do something like that, the media circus that's going to ensue. Like, come on now. Like, you, no one you think, wants you that. Think, kind honestly, of a... come on, come on. What's his name in Emeryville? Tyler. Tyler in Emeryville. You really think that? Hey, you know what? Sid is a blessing of disguise. That punch essentially ruined the season. You couldn't win on the road. It might have tanked the dynasty. You, you lost eight. Your first eight games, Lubman. You're right. We'll see where the we'll see where this dynasty is now. Jordan Poole was talked about as a guy who's going to help carry the torch into the future. Steph Curry spoke about it during the playoffs. Jordan Poole is the key to our That's future. That's our guy, right there. That's our guy. He's the key. So to say that the organization was pleased with Jordan Poole getting punched, come on, man. I'm too close to that organization right now to let something like that slide. Yeah, that's just that's. They've been covering this team for over ten years now, Lubman. That Golden State Warriors organization is not about that life. Absolutely not. No, it's now, a very high-class organization. Now, did they, handle it? did they handle it well, Lubman? No, they didn't. I've been on record saying that. I'll give, them, I'll give them this, though. How do you handle a situation like that? When do your core members winning championships? And then that happens? How the hell? How the hell do you handle a situation like that? I don't know. I think. But I, I, go ahead, love. I'm sorry. Just, I think it starts. It's just you gotta do something with Draymond. You know, remember, remember what happened when Draymond berated Kevin Durant on the bench? They suspended yep. him for a game, mm -hmm. and you gotta figure like. I thought it was going to be at minimum that suspend him for at minimum a game just to send the message that like you can't do that. But they basically gave him a, a slap on the wrist there. Yeah. I think the issue is that the reason why Jordan Poole's performance changed so much was not because of the ring. It was not because of the bag. It probably was because of the punch. But I come down to it was how it was the, the punch was handled. Yep. And that was just disheartening to know that your organization didn't have your back like that. Like That would depress me too.
Uh, here's thoughts. Uh, real quick, let's break. Let's break. All right, we'll break. Get Crocker on at about 925. See if Crocker get 925 because I want to squeeze in his calls. Get the Crocker for about 10 minutes uh, going into this Niners-Ravens game. And then we'll get right back into what type of reception Jordan Poole should receive tomorrow. There's a story out by Anthony Slater. He talked to Jordan Poole, talked to Clay, Steph, Kerr, Looney about his tenure with the Golden State Warriors. Some fascinating quotes here. 888-957-9570. A lot of different opinions about Jordan Poole. That's the way it should be. A lot of people feel differently about it. And I, you know what? I get it. I understand it. But we'll get into that coming up here. Uh, that will all be brought to you by, ah, Habits Law, the kickoff show. Don't miss the kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal. They're going to be doing it on Christmas night, live two hours before the start of the game at the Hilton Hotel in Santa Clara. Again, that is presented by Habits Law. You've been wrong. Habits Law will fight to make it right. Call 1-800-INJURED or visit HabitsLaw.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.